You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi everybody, sticky today isn't it, very sticky, um, it's Russell Miami's 11, I hope you're safe and well from your channel, please consider subscribing and hitting the bell icon so you're made aware of any time there's new content on, we will keep you going through the off season with all of our videos, um, as I said we have videos going daily but sometimes two, three times a day, so make sure you hit that bell icon because everyone we talk to, every guest, every ex-player or ex-manager, whatever, celebrity, whatever you like, is priceless and it's a personal story and a personal journey so make sure you hit on that uh, that bell um today's guest no exception another one from over this uh, across the pond i love talking to the american-based hammers it's brad he's from new orleans it's about 95 out there um and he's probably sweating buckets like we are how you doing bradley how you doing man very well very well this morning yeah yeah keep trying to keep cool inside the house Oh, had a little yeah. bit of that uh, post-mortem and the season's over, so it's kind of that uh, down feeling. What do I look for now? What do I get into now? So it's good to uh, hook up with you today. Yeah, that's the idea. We've always been... As we, when we started during that sort of weird lockdown period, um, when there was no... When, you know, obviously the, the season was suspended, and, and, and that's how we sort of started, and it all sort of just generated from there. People were coming to the channel to yeah. get their fix. And uh, just carried on throughout restart, and now we'll carry on. We, we're, we're zooming through to you know almost 150 guests in yeah, wow. eight weeks now, eight nine weeks. So it's been pretty full on, but uh, everyone's been brilliant. Every guest has been brilliant, and you know we um, was it two and a half thousand subs now we've got on YouTube is absolutely mental. Um, and and it's good because because Bradley got the note about the um, last year's home kit, um, which is good. Um, although clearly he's uh, he's a bit thinner than me because uh, he's managed to squeeze into a, a youth one. Unlike me, one one day, one day, Russ. I was hoping lockdown would give me this lockdown body, but it's done the adverse right. effect. Well, I have to, uh, I have to worry sometimes. Some people mistake me for a Balbuena, so when I'm out <laughs> on the street from a distance, I have that Balbuena. So uh, nowhere in the full kit for me, at least. 
<laughs> yeah, could you? Yeah, but would you? And then, if you're mistaken for Bal Brenner, why would he be in a full West Ham kit? You know, right, it's, it's literally right. he's 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 such a shit game that they've yeah, sort of farmed right. him off to New Orleans down the street. Yeah, already for Carnival. Yeah, but um, how are you, Bradley? How's things going for you at the moment? You know, obviously, weird world we live in at the moment. Yeah, you know, it's it's very strange here in America, as as y'all have seen on the um, the television. Yeah. I mean, we're dealing with similar things as you, uh, you know, COVID, Corona, um, but also the the uh, protests, and yeah. um, especially in New Orleans, there's a big uh, like racial imbalance, some tensions, and uh, hurricane season is now. So uh, oh, one, just... week, one week in it hit, there was a hurricane, protests in the streets, and uh, which got dangerous, and. Um, and COVID, so it was like a triple threat, and I was still trying to get people to work, so it was, it was tough. Oh, it's mental. It's mental. But, you know, the the flip side is West Ham managed to stay up, so there oh, we go. Yeah. <laughs> the icing on the cake. Yeah. And uh, and and long and obviously looking forward to it. And it's weird, because obviously we had football. We had no football for about 100 days. Right. Or sorry, sorry, soccer. Or, or, yeah. I'll go, we're calling it football on this channel, sorry. Um, and so, yeah, we had no football for like 100 days. And then we had this sort of rapid fire, three games a day, and it's like now it's like stopped again. Right. And it's like, yeah. What do we do? What do we do? It's weird. And now we've got six weeks without football again. Yeah. I I actually got into the Bundesliga a little bit. I tried to at least um, as some sort of medicant, but it's almost like if you are on a drug, going to something weaker. Not that I'm a drug taker, but you know, like trying to substitute. I let you. Or sherry for the whiskey or you. It's the me- it's the methadone for the, yeah, <laughs> for right. the heroin, <laughs> apparently so. Um, yeah. And and obviously that, particularly I mean the, the quite I always ask people who obviously are watching the football whether they like the crowd noise on and off. But obviously from NBC and stuff, it's always on, isn't it? You've always got yeah. the, the fake crowd noise. Um, you know, we actually have um, on our one app. It's like a sports gold app, which we pay extra. You can do. You can switch, switch. You can either one. Yeah, yeah. So depends on the mood. I, I switch back and forth. Yeah, depending on the mood. If I really feel like faking it, you know. Yeah, I was talking to a guy yesterday who does the the fake crowd. Well, he works for Sky um, in the UK, and he was in the meeting where they spoke about this sort of fake noise and what they do. Because yeah. I just thought it was a bloke in a in a bus, you know, in a van, yeah. you know, pressing a button yeah. and like a sound screen. But no, it's all, no, it's all like AI. It's all done with like, um, we have like the Opta index, all like, you know, the possessions, all the stats and, and based on the possession, if, you know, one team's 60% in the last 10 yeah. minutes, the home crowd triggers noise. No, no kidding. Yeah. yeah, it's mental, but that, but it couldn't work out an own goal. Yeah. That's why it couldn't uh, work out, and yeah. so and so sometimes you get that. Broke the machine, yeah. Exactly. Well, no, we got there. We broke the machine. Yeah. We broke the AI. I thought it was funny though when when um, when we played Norwich, uh, and particularly in the UK, um, half time we were three 0 up already, and the AI booed the Norwich team off the pitch. That's when you know you're crap. Yeah. When yeah. the robots are booing you off. <laughs> absolutely brilliant it was mental but but it is what it is and and, and by the sounds of it at least the first few games of, the, of next season um will be behind closed doors yeah. and maybe god willing based on nothing happening um fans will start coming in so at least we won't have to have so much fake noise in there but um they did the job and typically west ham you know yeah. 
got into a really good vein of form just as the season finishes and then that's it <laughs> they'll go on holiday for six weeks so it's uh it's a bit unusual but um well, that's hopeful though you know we finally started yeah. to see some substance in our formation and like they actually had cohesion i think that's what we've yeah. all year just having identity one of the things is, and what other teams you know you're not west ham anymore they're saying that about our club and our stadium but also you can watch us play we don't have an identity yeah, yeah. And I think that's really what we've um, we've lacked is identity, you know. And finally started seeing, okay, you guys actually know how to move the ball together. So yeah. a little hopeful. It was there was a more, it was definitely more cohesion in the team towards the end of the season. And um, no, yeah, it was it was it was just typical that we just we hit this vein of form and that's it. Season's over, lads. And you go, oh, all right. And then, and then I'm full of blind optimism, as every, most West Ham fans are in the off season. Okay, and that's it. Job done. We're going to be. You know, mid-table next season, good right. cup run. Come on, and then after about three games, I'll be back to reality. And, and I know it's going to happen just because yeah. it's the West Ham way. And uh, yeah, Moyes out will be three games. And yeah, come December there'll be Moyes out campaigns and stuff. But I like David Moyes. I, you know, I'm I'm not afraid to say it. I think he's a good manager. I think he's the right person we need. I think Pellegrini was a step too far for what we needed. Yeah. And um, yeah, but. Uh, We'll see what happens. Yeah. Anyway, but this isn't about the current team. This is about this is about the journey. This is about nostalgia and stuff like that. That's the idea. This all you all the you know all Lee and, and Tim and the Hammers Network and Adam they they do all that clever stuff. Yeah. I, I do nostalgia. That's that's my niche. Um, uh, it's quite funny because obviously I used to go to school with Adam Frankel as well from oh, from okay. the uh, yeah just random yeah it's just so random. Uh, he's like miles away in Texas and but yeah. Um, so what we do, everyone we get on. So also we had Lee, we've had Tim, we've had um, we've had Adam, yeah, and various others. Um, same as everyone. The first question I always ask him is, why West Ham? So why is West Ham your club, Bradley? Because there's not there's not a Cockney twang in your voice. So unlike John Black, who's in Vegas, who's a West Ham boy who yeah, went over there, with you. I don't think I don't think you were born in the Bow Bells. No sir, no sir. Uh, I didn't even for many years even like football actually it was um there was no i don't have any nostalgia in terms of like my dad or my grandfather yeah. somebody took me to a match and that's the club um it was actually a conscious choice which is difficult to say as a west ham fan it was a real <laughs> conscious choice i i looked at the other teams you know i read about each and every one of them and did like little tests online which is bullshit but um but eventually <laughs> I, you know i i looked at west ham and something just kept ringing in my ears i didn't want a top six Team. I didn't want a top six club. I wanted yeah. to scrap it out. Tick. Yeah. yeah, but one that was big enough that it they they could always have a chance, always have a shot, and that they were willing to try to punch, you know, the Goliaths in the nose. Like that's what I wanted. Like a team that would just swing for everything ahead. Um, I love that they were working class family club. Um, the Cross Hammers. I, I'm a carpenter myself, or now oh, I'm a okay. carpenter, but, um, when I saw that, I was like, this is working class. This is lifeblood. This is family. Yeah. This is um, people who are trying to escape from their normal reality of working to the bone and just going out there and, and, and watching their team try to succeed and soar like, you know, bubbles. Yeah. Um, so I was to, to that. Um, and then ironically enough, I actually, and this is how new of a fan I am, but um, I actually started liking them um, after the Burnley match where the pitch invaders ran on the field. I, I said, I, I read an article with big, 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 big James Collins, Ginger Pele. Yeah. I saw him there and Mark Noble and the tussle was like a big, you know, picture. 
And um, he was talking about how gutted they were to have this happen and how that both yeah. of them home with West Ham as a boyhood club and especially Mark Noble. Um, and I said, if these guys are willing to deal with these tough times and it pains them to see their mm. clubs going through this, I was like, that's who I want to follow. I want to follow. I want to, I want to believe in a player who is there for his, his life. That's, that's his colors. I don't, I don't want any uh, fancy dance coming in and coming out for, you know, a, 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 a pound note. You know, I wanted, um, these are all English expressions. I, I, I appreciate, I do appreciate them. Yeah. yeah. But um, I want, I saw Mark Noble and James Collins. I said, these are the kind of players I want to back. This is the kind of team I want to support. Uh, let, let's go. Uh, I want to say that. It says, let's go West Ham. Maybe not American. <laughs> but, um, oh, you, yeah. you was going so well, Bradley, until then. Yeah. Yeah. But um, no, so that's when I add. So I followed them, and then they won that Southampton match. Uh, Arn, Arn, Arnautovic had two, and I think um, Mario might have had another one as well. Um, and that's when I sunk. And we, it was a battle. It was a relegation battle, too. So I said, all right, this is, this is what I'm in for. Like, let's do this. You um, poor bugger. Yeah, has let me down, though. I, I, once going from there, going from pitch invasion and 18th place, like, I can only look up. You know, that's all I can do. <laughs> Oh dear! Oh well, at least that pitch pitch invasion is something to answer for. So that is one thing. But um, that's brilliant. Well, that's that's a new one. That's a new story. Never had that one before, but that's great. And I love the fact that you know, you, you, I love the fact you did like you know, it's like a BuzzFeed yeah, like quiz. Right. <laughs> which Premier League, which EPL team are you? Yeah, and right. you sort of like you know, <laughs> do you like this? Yeah, are you like uh, this? Kebab. Yeah, like. Uh... Random bullshit. I, I kept disregarding those answers, and it was just West Ham. Yeah, just, yeah. And it just really, like you said, it doesn't. You don't pick it; it picks you because all all these teams are just pushed them aside. And I just like this is what I want to support. And then yeah, of I course. got obsessed somehow. Like it just took yeah. me over until as well. Well, it's like you know, and 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 definitely you get that with, with American sports fans as well, isn't it? You know, once you get a team, that's it. You do your stats and it's all about, and it's, and, and it's funny because even like, um, even like Tim, when you know, Tim Mellican from the American Hams, yeah. he's the same, you know, he literally, he was, an, uh, he was a late bloomer to West Ham yeah. and then just became obsessed with them and wanted yeah. this and that. And this, and then, and that's how, I mean, that now, I mean, do you know, it, it, it always surprises me how many, fans particularly of west ham are over in the states it's mental absolutely mental all over not even like pockets literally every every state has like a little group of west ham fans and and it's awesome it's so nice and and you know i mean you just look at you know the guys you know lee and tim what they've done with the american hammers network and it's just brilliant, and it's nice because it's not just American hammers that are on there. You've yeah. got the you know guys from the UK, yeah, there's Charlie Walsh's and oh, yeah. and Rebecca and stuff like that. That they're on there as well, and it's it's a re- I've I've it, I was quite naive to it, never really watched any of it until I started doing this channel, and uh, I watch it all the time. I find I find it brilliant. Yeah, I love huge, it. Huge community, like the community oh. here that I found, and even that I've realised I had to create. Because uh, over here in New Orleans, we only have one pub that plays football. Like yeah. nobody else was concerned with it. Um, so, but that means every Premier League yeah. club supporter group goes to that. So at first, I was the only West Ham guy there. There's a big Arsenal group, big this, and I'm the only one cheering and trying to sing, you know. Um, but so I created a Facebook page and uh, and some logos and all that, and then I started trying to 
oh, here's another guy. Oh, that drunk guy in the corner, he's West Ham as well. <laughs> well, he is now because he's yeah. drunk. He's, right. he's going to be West Ham. Um, <laughs> and then I found out there's a lot of people. And after creating this page, then people coming from both the UK mm-hmm. but also other states, they they say, hey, I want to watch this match. I'm, I'm in town for New Orleans. Like after I do Bourbon awesome. Street, where can I watch the next morning at 6 a.m. or whatever time it's on? Yeah. Um, I said, oh, come out. You know, come out to me. You know, we'll, we'll have a good time. So I've made good friends from the UK and from uh, all around the States. Oh, that's so awesome. coming to have some sort of home place to share this uh, passion and burden that we do as West Ham fans. That's amazing. I love the story. I love things like that. You're right. It's this sort of family community. You know, as you said, you know, the guy, you know, same as me. I mean, there's people. I mean, I, to be honest, if it wasn't for West Ham, I wouldn't be talking to you. Um, and just th- this this little badge means we just have this huge community of people. And and even more so, you know, as you said, you know, you started the the Nola Hammers and 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 all that stuff, and the this is the badges, and and, yeah. and you just create this little community. And I, I love the fact that people are in New York, in New Orleans, and they're literally on Bourbon Street, and they say. Yeah. Hey Brad, we out for a beer, and and that's brilliant. Oh, it's yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. And I, what I've found is the passion, like for us, for trying. I'm so passionate about it, but it's hard to get other people because, like I said, it's not it's it's not something that's big here in the U.S. Yeah. Um, and I actually have grown up as kind of like a evangelical Christian in a way. Um, but I've found that I've converted more people to West Ham than I have to the faith. You know, like. I, there's all these like plastic Man U fans over in the U.S. like to go. Oh, who's the team? I don't know any other names. I just hear Man United. So yeah, yeah. that's my team. And I'm like, why do you like Man United? Here, let's watch a match. And then I've had four or five people that have been like, yeah, West Ham is my team now. I like them. You know, they root for this plucky underdog, which um, which I love Brilliant. to be a part of. So it's funny to see. Well, it's like it's like the you know everyone talks about the American dream and stuff like that. It's a bit like that, isn't it? You said like working class, you know, they're just trying to grapple and trying to beat the man and yeah. and, and and do it themselves. And I can see that. I love the fact that you've converted more people to West Ham than you have to Christianity. That's absolutely brilliant. Yeah. That that is your that should be your uh, right. you know like your motto under a bra- under a badge. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's absolutely amazing. <laughs> but I mean, and, that, and that's the thing, and that's 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 what comes through in, the, in these interviews. It's yeah. just talking to different people and and your experiences, and you having to almost be what you know a one man band really, right. and, and, and creating a little community and a little sub community where people want to join it when they come over. It's the same, you know. It's like yeah. I, I hope to, well, hopefully, when everything sorts itself out. I, I do a lot of work in the states anyway, so. Yeah. But I, but you know, like a lot of stuff in the east coast and stuff, particularly. Yeah, and I, and now it'd be like going back i can turn to people who i've met on the channel but obviously i know for the, for the hammers network yeah. and and meet up for a beer and stuff like that and uh yeah you're always welcome here yeah oh man yeah, yeah don't tell me that oh, that's, yeah do you know i was the, i was gutted because i was going to do a conference once uh, yeah. a couple of years ago in all in new orleans and i couldn't do it for some reason and um oh yeah i was gutted it's the one place in the states that i really want to go to so it, it's on the list when everything sorts itself out it's yeah. on the list it's on the list but man but at least i know i've got a place to get a beer anyway, oh, yeah, exactly. So, so, what, so as I said, what, so you know, part part of the episode, part of the, the series is talking about your journey, and yeah. you have Bradley, one of the most unique journeys I've, I've spoken about, um, which is fantastic. But the other half is about this Hammers Eleven, and what's really nice because you're a relatively, you know, newer fan right. is hope is I imagine there'll be more of the the current 
or the latest or or people in the recent years who will be in the 11 which is nice because that's what it's about it's about appreciating the now and the present and and the the past as well um so what we do yeah one to eleven the only caveat is you have to be alive to have seen them play they're probably for you it's probably you have to you know since you started supporting them basically since since bernie a couple of seasons ago i think that's a fair enough thing um and we try and keep it to a four four two just because okay. it's easy. Yep. Just because it's easy. Just left back, right back, two centre backs in yeah. the same infield. And that's it, man. And that's it. And I think it'll be really it'll be a, a real different perspective for you as a, right. a, a fresher pair of eyes. Yeah, we've yeah. we've all got this sort of like, you know, these sort of half empty eyes, you know. We know the glass is half empty. We know yeah. particularly the newest crop. So it's nice to talk to someone who's uh who's still full of optimism for us and beaten yeah. out of them more than anything. So for the eleven, let's let's start at the back. So let's start in goal. I could probably guess who your goalkeeper's going to yeah, be, Fabianski. unless you want to throw Roberto in there. Yeah. Um. <laughs> it would be, be Fabianski. Um, although I have yeah. to say, my favorite match of the season was um, Chelsea 1 0, and uh, Martin and goal was really exciting. But uh, for winning, I would say probably Fabianski. Yeah. yeah. Um, right back. Uh, right back, I'm excited about Johnson, Ben Johnson. Let's, let's yeah, play. good shout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just got to see, see. That's the first time he's come on, so I'm going to type him in, Ben Johnson. Now you're right. Uh, I think he's going to be good. I uh, he is the last couple of games. He's been, you know, we. I mean, you probably know more. You know, the last few years we haven't been blessed with great right backs. Right. Um, I mean, Zabaleta was too. He, he was towards the end of his yeah, career. Yeah, Zabaleta, the 17, 18 year, like. I, he was one of our biggest workhorses, and he was just all yeah. over the place. But he just went through these dips of form. Like, you would see his professionalism. You'd see him. I mean, every game he came away bloody. Like, if he wasn't yeah. dirty or bloody, just like Snodgrass was stained, you know, it was Zabaletta. Yeah. Um, but I, I want to look for the hopeful future. So let's say Johnson there. Yeah. No, I think it's good. And I also, you know, I think you can see why everything went a bit sour, sour with sort of Ngakia, um, because... Yeah. Clearly, Ben Johnson is a better player than Gakia. Yeah. Yeah. Just is, and you know, by the sounds of it, and Gakia is signing for Watford. Watford. So, so that's good, isn't it? Well done. That's yeah. a good idea, mate, isn't it, idiot? You know, what I mean, sometimes it's like, what? what I just, mm. yeah, no, that, I couldn't stand because it would have been nice because obviously Johnson played left back the last game of the season, and it'd have been nice, you know, Johnson left back and Gakia right back. You know, right. that is some really Years youthful, yeah. Exactly. Okay, put Ben Johnson. Let's go. Uh, let's go left back. Who do you have on the other side then? Who should uh, we have? Well, I mean, it's got to be Cresswell because <laughs> that's really the only option. You see, my Masuaku in it, really. Yeah, and he hasn't played much. Bless him. I mean, he's. I mean, Cresswell. I mean, to be honest, even before you you, you joined the scene, Cresswell had been there for a long time, and and arguably when we signed him from Ipswich, he was really exciting. Yeah. He was he was fast. He was dynamic. But then, same with everyone, and you'll see this for many years to come, Bradley, being a West Ham fan, is injuries always make a huge difference to us. Yeah. It, it just seems more than any other club. We get players who we either sign them injured or yeah. they just get and they're just continually injured. And yeah. um, it's a shame because I think Cresswell still got quite a bit to give. Um, he's been yeah. around the club for a long time. But, uh, yeah, it, again, we haven't been blessed with left-backs, right. really. Um, since Julian Dix in the mid nineties, to be honest, yeah. um, you know people like Paul Konchesky maybe, but uh, and I yeah. still like I still like Cresswell. I mean, he he puts everything on the pitch. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. Works his, his butt off. He um, 
And he has got a good cross, uh, good great free kick, yeah. good curve on the ball. It's just the, the pace, and sometimes people dig him out on defending. Like he's just better yeah. positionally than Masuaku, but still not quite where we wanted to be. Right? Yeah, we'll see what happens in the summer. Yeah, I've got a feeling we might get a left back in, but who knows? Sorry, I'm chewing on a bit of ice. It's Terry unprofessional. Um, right, let's go centre backs. Who do you have in your centre half, centre back positions? Uh, let's just go with. Diop and Albana, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's really it. I really love the pairing of Balbuena and um, and uh, and Diop. That first yeah. year seemed like magic, and um, Albana not so much. But uh, no, this year he just kicked off. Yeah, it's weird, and because I mean, I really, I mean, I know, I know, you know, is you're his, um, you're his body double, but I really liked Balbuena when he first joined. Him and Diop had this. I just thought he was this. I thought Balbuena was like this really solid centre back. He was like, didn't give no exactly. I mean, you don't become Corinthians club captain by being shit and and lightweight. And he particularly for you know work at Corinthians and he's a he was he was from Paraguay. So it's like it's not even like he was in his his native country as well. So, um, but yeah, just something happened, didn't it? Something happened and. I don't know what it was. I mean, he wasn't the fastest player in the pitch, but I just thought he was really solid. And when he wasn't in the team last season, you could tell it. Yeah. Now it's the other way around. When Ogbonna's not in the team, you can tell. Um, but I just think, I think he's a good player, man. You know what I I'm going to do? I just realised instead of beat up, I want to put um, James Cullen back. Yeah, 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 no worries. We can put, yeah, we could, yeah, we'll put Ogbonna and, yeah, no problem. Yeah, put a ginger Pele. God bless him. Yeah, he's in. Don't worry. Diop is out. Ginger Pele is in. You won't believe yes. that was my first kit as well. It was the first after I found him. I was like, "Well, I need to have a, a, a jersey." So I got his name on it. It was the season he left. Like, uh, <laughs> you know, no testimonial. I was like, you know, I was sobbing that final day when he came out for that three minute. And I was like, "This jersey, I've only like, I've only literally <laughs> got him to see in this jersey for three minutes while he played that." So this jersey was like three minutes worth of work. But um. Yeah, all, all the things I've watched in the past and that three minutes that I saw. <laughs> Great guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's, he's a cool guy as well. And, yeah, it, that's brilliant. Though. It, it's very often the case where people get players on the back of their shirts and then they leave as well. You know, it's right. like, yeah, no, but it's, it's not like, it's not, you know, it's not like the NFL or whatever where, you know, come the end of the season, like literally everyone's gone and like the, the, a few and then the draft picks and a few, right. you know, there's, it's very, uh, I mean, Collins was one of those guys I, I thought we'd keep for another year just to yeah. get testimony. It didn't work out. Fair enough, you know. Um, he's doing loads of commentary stuff, and he's very good at that. And you know, he's a he's a, he's a great guy as well. So uh, yeah, and obviously Bonner was uh, runner-up power of the year this year. So yeah. I think he's, I think he's had a great year this year. Bonner yeah. has, you know, I think he's been so solid, and um, it says something when you know. You've got our whoever sort of you know in terms of the three people you've got Declan Rice a mid a defensive midfielder yeah. really you've got a Gbonna, a defender and someone who's only just turned up the last six games yeah. has got third place you know what I mean it's yeah. like Antonio before he start would not have been third right. um, <laughs> it just shows you how poorly we were for the rest yeah. of the seasons for for that to happen but uh, yeah we'll put Gbonna in and we'll put Collins in right let's go into midfield. Then, Brad, uh, let's go left midfield. Who should we have on the left? Who are you going to put in? You know what? This might be controversial, but uh, I am still I still have that Felipe feeling. So uh, I'm going to put Felipe Anderson uh, as my left mid. Because um, I, I still think he has something in his locker. 
Um, it's something there. Yeah, I mean, he scored the most goals last season, I believe. I think, I think he had the he had ten, I believe. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know if anyone beat that, which is kind of sad. But um, I feel I still think he has it. I think he just has to get his confidence back. I don't know if that's going to happen, but um, he was so exciting the year he was, oh, yeah, man. with the like the little glove while he was on Arsenal. You remember that he was like adjusting his glove while blasting all these Arsenal defenders. I was like, oh, fantastic. Not, like nutmegged everybody. He was like the king of nutmeg that year. Too. Yeah, and then go back and do it again. That's the trouble, wasn't it? He'd, yeah. he'd always try to... I know what you mean. There, there's, there's still... A, I mean, you don't become a crap player overnight. Do you know what I mean? And for, for someone like Anderson, he's all about confidence. And, you know, he's the type of great player to have if you were top 10 and you were flying and he could just play but when you needed like someone to pull their socks up and right. relegation dogfight yeah, yeah. just didn't it just hasn't got that bit of his game which is not a criticism of him right. yeah, that's that's not what he does he's not a he's not a you know digging in tackles and that's not him he's a flair player right. uh, which is great if you've got the time to be a flair player but yeah. um same you know i mean that, that's why someone like Fornells has done quite well since restart because he's got that he can you know right. have a go and yeah. and uh, that, that, that's been quite obvious and, and the fact that Anderson's only been on for like 10 minutes here oh, 10 yeah. minutes there it's, it doesn't bode well for next season but who knows who knows you know he might come back and have a fantastic right. pre-season and be full of confidence and I don't think we can find the money we, we can for him to sell him so no. I think he'll be back yeah no, no, no. I don't think you get half of what we pay, to be honest, at the moment. Not not just because of the situation we're in uh, with the pandemic, but just he hasn't shown. He hasn't right. shown. He hasn't looked like a £40 million player, you know, yeah. or £38 million, whatever it was. But, um, yeah, it's a shame because, you know, and again, that was part of the experiment, I think, which didn't work with Pellegrini. You know, he went and bought, went to, he went to Germany and, and bought Hallow. He went to, you know, Italy and bought Anderson. He went and bought yeah. these sort of marquee signings where arguably our best two signings in the last few years has been Suchek and Bowen. Yeah. You know, and it's and and uh and you can make a profit on them as well. Right. You can sell two Suchek tomorrow and make twice what you paid for. Yeah. Um, but uh, and that's I think going forward that are gonna be the strategy of West Ham right. by the looks of who we're being named with. But um yeah. right. Anderson, uh let's go the other wing. Let's go on the right wing. Who are we go to right midfield? Uh let's what? Oh, geez. Who do I want there? Um, I guess it has to be Bowen. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I, 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 I like Bowen would be, I mean, just gets it automatically from skill. Um, I do love Snodgrass, even though I, he's not the best, but man, I love that guy's hard work and I love yeah. his passion and his personality. Uh, I'd probably say Bowen for a winning team. Yeah. A winning team, but but it, I mean the, the whole idea of this, Brad, is it's going to your heart. So if you want to put Snodgrass in, let's you put, put Snodgrass in. Put Snodgrass in. I That's what I love. You just yeah. you know you, you you can change your mind, man. That's the thing. Yeah. It's not about the best players because you know and going you know in in my fan career, if I said my best team, you know some of them might be considered the best players, but actually yeah. a lot of them are guys who just give their all and. We've really missed Snodgrass since the restart. Oh yeah, we've really missed him. Like his energy, although Bowen's filled in with his deliveries, which uh-huh. have just been amazing. But he just has this energy about him, Snodgrass, oh, yeah. and it's just lovely. It's infectious, and um, 
I've yeah really missed him. And I mean, there was a chance he might have been back for the Villa game, but yeah. he just didn't just wasn't right but um hopefully he'll be back next season because yeah, i think you need if, that if he'd have kept up form and not even gotten injured he could have been a contender for every year because he had i agree five, yeah this maybe four goals and that there was a point in the season when he was he was what was carrying us like the three game run he was carrying us you know so um he would have been up there because of that passion but then he just disappeared and uh Got injured again. Like this, actually, I didn't. I didn't get a chance to watch it. Apparently, has a channel like this uh, that he does interviews with people. So, yeah, he does. He has a podcast. Yeah. Um, he, he tends to get loads of uh, Scottish. Um, so I think he had like Drew McIntyre, the, yeah. the WWE champion, and people like that. Yeah, he gets all the Scottish guys on. Um, it's him and Chris Boyd. It's quite fun. But you're right. I mean, there was one point, I believe, quite early on in the season where he was the informed player of the league, right. Snodgrass was, um, like in terms of goals and assists and general, you know, points per game in terms of how much points. And uh, yeah, no, I, I, I think he's he, he's he brings a calming presence because he's he's just this sort of fiery Scott and yeah. it just makes a massive difference. Right. Let's go into the middle. Who are we going to have in the middle? Who's going uh, to be in your central midfield? I'm definitely uh, a Mark Noble. Uh, I'm still on the Mark Noble train. Bad bag, yeah, yeah. Such such, uh, such love for him, and he he always picks us up when we're down. You know, even if yeah. he's out for two or three games, you know, in form, that third game he comes in and gets us uh, gets us a win. You know, um, yeah. I got to meet him in person already, which is which is just uh, I actually, and this goes to my second pick. I actually almost snubbed Declan Rice. Or Noble, uh, which like my 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 mate Baz, you know Baz Baz Cox, he took yeah, me yeah. to meet Declan. I had I was having Declan signing his, his training jacket, which he was giving to me, and I was just in awe. But then I saw Noble, and I dropped the drink, the training jacket, and went over to shake Mark Noble's hand because I thought, hey, I may never get to meet this guy again, you know, like Mark Noble. And I went over, yeah. he was just sitting there with plate of food like a little basket he was taking home and i uh, just told him he was a great leader he got a picture with him and uh, uh oh, then he went so back sad. to deck and i was like oh no he's, he's, he's an asshole like, <laughs> oh that would have found it funny though i think yeah. he would have found it quite funny because yeah. he loves mark noble as much as everyone else does and i think yeah. he just realized he we, i think i think declan's learned so much from Mark um, as a captain and as a player, yeah. and I think we're, he's we're we're reaping the rewards at the moment because of that. Yeah. Um, and I hope next season he's well. I hope he's still there. B. I hope his team captain Declan is obviously yeah. Mark will be club captain, and Declan right. will be uh, will be sort of the the, the club yeah. the, the team captain. Yeah, yeah on the pitch because yeah, you know that. Mark's not going to be playing as many games as he did yeah. this year. Um, but yeah, I mean Dex just a just just a dude, isn't he? And he hammer of the yeah. year. You know what I mean? There's nothing you can do. And, uh, yeah, no. And uh, it's funny, isn't it? I tell you what, fucking, fucking Baz gets everywhere, doesn't he? It's like, I love him. I love He's, he's you know, we, 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 we're very good friends now because of his channel. And, um, yeah, no, he's, he's great. And uh, fair play to him for you know, yeah. hooking, hooking you up with the boys as well. I went to my first away match. Uh, I got a ticket, but then he got me one that was right next to him, pulled me near him. And, um, Boy, that was the Watford match. Watford away. It was like the opening. Could have been the opening game. Yeah. Oh, it was. I had a classic Mark Noble penalty. Um, Haller did the. Haller scored. Yeah, the boss was yeah, yeah. Antonio. Uh, and then when he took me back, I shook you know Alvana's hand, shook Antonio's hand, got a picture with Felipe, got a picture with, uh, well, who was the uh, Carlos Sanchez? I was kind of like, <laughs> oh, oh yeah, sure, I'll take a picture. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Um, Carlos turns up with his own pen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, 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 you're right, Carlos. Yeah. yeah. Um, that was, boy, that, I've, I've been to four games now, I think. And, yeah. Uh, if I went to that away day, boy, that was something else. Like it's different. It's different. Isn't it? and, a, and away day is, is it, it's the, you know, the prop, it's a proper fans go yeah. to the away day. You know what I mean? And it's it reminds me, an away day reminds me. So I've been to a few MLS games, and those oh, yeah. guys, those guys are nutters. Yeah, I mean, I, I I spent a lot a lot of time on the as on the East Coast, and a lot of time in Elizabeth, um, in New Jersey. So I saw the Red Bulls quite a bit, um, oh, yeah. and they're nutters. They are yeah. nutters. You know, like the ultras, and they yeah. don't stop. And there's the fire on the goalposts and things right. like that. And it yeah, just reminded yeah. me a bit like an away day trip. Yeah. To, Watford or, or you know Burnley or something like that yeah. and uh, it's a different experience totally different experience from and, and and I think we played I think one day um one game I went today we played Atlanta and Atlanta brought a shitload of fans yeah. and I'm thinking that's not like us going to Watford no, it's on that's, that's a bit of a flight over isn't it and yeah. it's like it was a Sunday a Sunday 2.30 kickoff as well so um I was like major props to them, man. You know, yeah. major props. You know, and it's weird because obviously, I, you know, particularly when you like, you know, I know the basketball or the baseball. There are a section of away fans, but it's not like a football or a football game where there's, you know, it. They, you get a few, yeah. um, but they're mainly sort of people I reckon who live in the area who are from Philadelphia or yeah. from, you know, or you know, but. Uh, no, yeah, I'm a big fan of American sport. I love it, man. Although baseball just does me nothing. Right, no, it does me nothing. It just, it's like, I went, I mean, I remember going, I was told Jack Collison, actually, when I interviewed Jack, because uh, he, obviously he's in Atlanta. And um, I remember watching the Braves in Atlanta, and it was about what, you know, what you're, about 40 degrees. Yeah. And I was like, Jesus, how long? And it went, to, and it kept on going and going and going, and I was just dripping absolutely drip it and and yeah. there wasn't a winner so it went to like 12 13 innings i'm like oh my god just call it a draw no we can't call it a draw and then they end up losing anyway and it's like oh, what was the point of that you know it's like okay, that's why they let us bring uh alcohol into the stands for american sports you know yeah you need it you need yeah. it and that's the great thing about watching the mls because like i sat there because at the at the um at the red bull they they had the um they had like a this bar well, you, I was literally lying on, like, leaning on the bar, having a drink, watching the game, and I was like, yeah. "This is brilliant! Yeah, yeah. You know, this is absolutely amazing!" And it cost me like, I don't know, five or six dollars to get a ticket as well, yeah, you know, yeah. or StubHub, and it was oh, yeah. a big fan. Anyway, we digress, as we always do on this channel, as everyone knows. Um, right, okay, so we put Noble and Deck, yeah, they get against middle Hammer of the Year, um, Declan Rice, well deserved, I thought. He's just been brilliant this season. I think he's just been brilliant, and yeah. uh, and I just I love I love the partnership of him and Suchek. I just oh, think yeah. they have such a it just works, and then marking that ten or if you need less grit and you want more skill, you could obviously put in Lanzini or right. you know, it, it it just seems to work. Um, and then let's go up front. Okay. Who's going to be our strikers? All right, so I have uh, Antonio. Uh, oh yes, love Antonio. Uh, he's fantastic. I would have considered him for right back as well had I not forgotten that he played right back as well. Uh, plays everywhere. Yeah, but um, no, his work rate, his um, his ability to beat people uh, on the ball, uh, 
and uh, the fact I love his song. I love going to Enchanting Antonio. Like the first time I heard that the way it did, it's like, ooh, Antonio, so deep. Just like, Antonio, I just love that. Um, so yeah, I think he's just, um, he's our weapon right now. It's like, he is, yeah, yeah, yeah. He just seems to be, he's like, again, you know, he he's, it's a very similar thing to to some of our other players. I'm always worried around Antonio. He's like one injury away from buggering it all up again because he does it every season. He's yeah. been there. He'll have a really good run, get injured, out for two months, really good run. Restart came at the right time for him because I think it gave him a chance to recover. And he's just been like this bulldozer. He yeah. literally like bought like that Man United game. Poor Harry Maguire. You know, Harry Maguire is not like a... A, a, a light bloke at all he's quite right. bulky and he was bulldozing him and linda off over and i was like this is ridiculous you know but uh yeah i just hope again he, i hope he keeps the bit between his teeth right because... he's classic west ham as well because it's not like he's super skilled or has such nah. qualities nah. he's just a rough and tumble guy who puts it all out there and gets yeah. and nicks a point you know um yeah. and that's where you know, if he can just not sky it to row Z, you know, we've got something in him. You know, and I was, yeah. I was so surprised with that last penalty. You know, uh, I was like, Noble could have gotten his 50th goal and tied with uh, the Canio. Yeah. And I was like, what do you have in? Why is Antonio oh. holding the ball? Like, he, he hits it up, you know, out to stand every time. But um, but he's actually been decent finishing. It's, it's yeah. amazing. Yeah. yeah. Although he could have, he could have put that that shot away right at the beginning of the Villa game, and relegated Aston Villa because I'd have quite. Uh, There's too many claret and blue teams in the league. Do you know what I mean? I just, I know, want, no, you I know, and it's like I just want my Burnley and Villa going out, and then just us having sort of like the monopoly on claret and blueness. Um, <laughs> but what I think is great about Antonio is. The, he's unpredictable. You know, the, the, the defenders don't know what he does. I think partly because he doesn't know what he's going to do. Yeah. And that's scary, you know, when he doesn't know this. And he's just like a muscle, isn't he? He's like right. a Damatriori, just like his huge muscle right. uh, running at you. And I've seen I've seen fullbacks wince at him coming towards them. You see, like, yeah. you, know, cause you know, he's just going to just run over him. And I love it. Um, right, and, ta- and who's Antonio going to pop? Who's the final piece of this Bradley 11? This is what we want to know. Uh, in this, I've... Um going to be very uh, controversial but i'd pick arnautovic yes arnie 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 he was the first goal i saw score you know with west ham and um his once again his uh, ability to burst you know and yeah. his speed able to beat defenders his like full i mean there's the arrogance confidence you know mix but he was never not confident he's never not playing because his confidence as well um and just watching him beat people that first season when we stayed up from relega- relegation was just uh, amazing. So, yeah. although I think he was a, a jackass for what he did to the club and, you know, I'll call him a snake, but, uh, I still think watching him up there was just exciting, you know, thrilling. Yeah. Oh, he was brilliant. You know, there was no... Yeah. I mean, it, when we signed him, you know, he was he was languishing, um, playing on the right when we, with, with Slavin Bilic. Uh, Moyes came in and just told him to stay up front right. and and transformed a bit like Antonio. You know, Antonio was like, under Village as well, and Pellegrini was, as you said, right back, 
right wing. And again, Moyes just in the last six games have gone right or well, nine games. You go up front. You just right. you just run the line. And he's done the same thing. And he's he's done it twice now. And yeah. he's kept us up twice as well. Um, and Arnie was great. You know, I, I was gutted he went. Um, but you get that those types of players. You get that sort of those sort of mercurial. Yeah. You know they'll throw their toys out the pram and 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 want to leave. You know we've had right. it before with Payet and people like that, and you know that's why I quite that's why I fancy our chances of of Rice staying. Yeah. Now I've said it, he'll probably leave tomorrow because yeah. before the video goes up. But you know, yeah. hindsight's a great thing. But you know what I mean? If if Chelsea came in with I don't know thirty million and Batshuayi, yeah. and we all go and we go, no, no, no. Rice isn't going to go on no. on you know on protest and strike no. until he because he knows he's worth and he yeah. knows what he's worth is to West Ham. So, uh, but yeah, I mean Arnie was a great player. There's no, there's no two ways about it, you know. And I love the way he just had this really weird run. He's sort of like he had like the top half of his he's like a swan. The top half of his yeah. body didn't move, and his legs just did like that. And he was like sticked his ass out and. Just not. It was a could be a nasty player, but he was yeah. our nasty player, and yeah, that's what West Ham like. They like those types of players. But um, and that's it. That's the eleven, man. Brad, yeah. I told you, we'll be forty-five minutes. We're two and a half minutes gone, so we're almost there. Um, listen, man, it's been absolutely uh, brilliant. I always find it really, really, really cool talking to people who aren't from around these parts and right. just embrace West Ham because it's so warming to my heart and it is to a lot of the fans around here you know I, I moan about having to get you know a, a bus because the trains are down or yeah. you know and you guys you know you get you, you, just to just to get to the ground would be incredible for you you said, yeah. you've, done it four, four, you've seen four live games at West Ham yeah. which is awesome okay. and uh, hopefully when everything sorts out you get to see a few more yeah. and uh, and let us know when you come up man because we'll, we'll meet up for a beer and, and if I'm over there I'll let you know because it'll be great to chat, sit down yeah, and chat it'll be great man thank you so much for your time and obviously yeah. thank you thank you to everyone for watching as well um, again very humbled with all the support for the channel like, share, subscribe um, and obviously Follow follow Bradley on, on Nola Hammers um, on the Twitter or on Facebook and stuff. And until next time, from me and Brad, take care, everyone. Come on, you irons, and and see everyone very very soon. See everybody. Bye bye. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.